welcome to the last episode of Who Killed Donald T. Johnson? So far, nine victims have come forward and confessed to his murder. And here is another one. Well, maybe not. Behind every great fortune is an equally great crime. This quotation is attributed to the French novelist and playwright Honoré de Balzac. Historically, fortunes were inherited, father to firstborn son. Nowadays, the inheritance can be the legacy on which further business operations may be made, thus leading to greater wealth. And these operations may rely on three factors. Luck, efficiency, and, or, collusion. While few of us can command luck, efficiency can play a good part in attaining it and reflect merit. Unfortunately, history also suggests that the bigger the business, the more likely it will attract similar power plays from other businesses and governments. Throughout our series, it has been apparent that DTJ has probably been blessed with all three, but he has not used them to his credit. What he has used is limited good looks and the kind of charm that is always associated with wealth all of which are magnets to gullible women. So now, The Last Call by Patty Cassidy and Debbie Weiss. It opens in an office somewhere in England in mid-2018. Donald T. Johnson had a habit of coming in and out of people's lives, leaving mayhem behind him with hardly a thought of the consequences. Even the tough guys got caught now and again. Tough guys like Mickey Daly. He was a blue-collar guy from the wrong side of the river. Maybe he should have stayed there, not afraid to punch above his weight in life and in love. And his love, well, she was the babe with the bucks, a walk on the wild side, long legs and red lips. She didn't know what she was buying, but she bought it anyway. And then, well, it didn't quite work out as happy ever after. She was everything I ever wanted. Smart, gorgeous, ruthless, rich, stinking rich. And on top of all that, easy. In every way. Bed, booze, and laughs. Uh, Just like I always dreamed of. She knew things, too, and she didn't hide it. If I were a woman, I would have been her. So, she was what? Your anima? Your female self? Sure, you could put it that way. Uh, If you were a shrink, uh, which I guess you are, uh, we fit together like the pieces in a jigsaw puzzle, or two halves of a whole, that yin and yang circle thing. She didn't mind my not having dough, and uh, I didn't mind her having it. How did you meet? Over whiskeys at the last call on the Lower East Side, any further downtown than it would have been in the water. It was just after Patrick's Day, and everybody was in a... Bad mood. Erin uh, was going bra. Am I too late to join in the fun, or can anyone throw a punch around here? Be my guest. Uh, just watch out for the redhead. He's half blind. You never know where his fist will land. Nor does he. Uh, or, uh, you can let me buy you a drink. How about a Jameson's? No rocks. And some peanuts. 
I'm just crazy about peanuts. I bought the first round, she bought the rest. She was slumming, I was the slum. One thing led to another, and the next thing I knew, it was a year later. Uh, I guess we both got what we were looking for. Which was what, exactly? Sex on the rocks with a splash of soda. Uh, Laughs on a Saturday night that lasted straight into Sunday. Uh, We built our own world, like uh, some big castle on a hill. We pulled up the drawbridge, and we didn't let anybody else in, uh, surrounded by our moat with alligators and battery acid. Uh, We shared private jokes and private thoughts and just plain private. I never felt like that before. Wished I could have felt like it forever. It was a March night after Patrick's Day again. Uh, We were at the last call, sort of like an anniversary, you could say. I thought it might be a good time to talk about where we could go together. We were down and drink so raw they could eat the paint off a Mercedes Benz. Uh, Nothing new there, uh, just the usual crowd of winos and whores and off-duty cops. Until he walked in. She was in the john when he arrived. He headed straight for Betsy the bomber. Anything happen while I was gone? Uh, Not much. Uh, Saturday night slumlord off to the starboard. Oh, God, not with Betsy. The guy's clumsy as hell. Looks like money, though. She might go for it. Want to bet? 20 to 1, he loses. You're on. Looks like you win. Oh my god, it's... Then he turned around full face. She was hooked the minute she laid eyes on him. How could you tell? The way she breathed, the way she went into instant action. She couldn't get off the bar stool fast enough. It was like watching a lioness stalking an antelope. She used to do it each time we got together after we'd been apart for a while. It was one minute after closing when he flashed his big ring and his big teeth and his big whatever. She fell for him, hard. When she recognized him, her eyes glittered like diamonds. And why was that? When it came down to it, she liked money, a lot. She liked a lot of money even more. And he was Midas 2.0. But you had no money to speak of. I guess I was different, like a vacation from all the big shots. She said she liked that about me. Maybe I was too different. She liked the power that gave her over me. Uh, She used her money to make me dance to her tune, and I let her. But I guess it was time for her to change the record on the jukebox. Is that what she told you? She told me nothing. Not a word. Nada. She just walked out the door with him joined at the hip, or somewhere down there. I got a message on the phone a few days later wishing me a happy birthday, but it wasn't my birthday. Why do you think she wished you a happy birthday then? Who knows? Maybe it was a kiss-off. Maybe it had some hidden meaning, but I didn't have the secret decoder ring to decode it. Still, I couldn't let her go like that. Not like uh, that. So I called her and made her explain. That was new. I never tried to make her do anything before, but I had to know what happened. I had a right to know. What did she say? Uh, She said she tried him on for size and he fit just right, uh, like a hand in a glove. I guess that trumps pieces in a puzzle, which we were. She surprised him. 
like she did me. Uh, she was full of surprises, I guess, when it came to men. Usually he was the one in charge. Uh, she liked the power it gave her. She wanted more. I didn't hear from her again. How did you feel about that? My bar bill skyrocketed. I spent a lot of time with my head on tables. I didn't like waking up. I felt like a blackout on feet. I skipped work more and more, which didn't make it easy to pay my bar bills. I'd been through heartbreak before, but this was the whole load of lollipops dumped into the sea. All that sweet stuff gone at once. Why didn't you try to contact her? It wouldn't have done any good. She didn't like to be puppy-dogged. And she knew she could trust me to leave her alone. She could trust me with any because I never ratted on her to anybody, even though I knew... And what was it? What did you know? Nothing. I didn't know anything. I slipped up her tongue once. Uh, but that was it. Then, everything I thought I knew blew up in my face. Time disappeared down a rat hole. Blackout. But then, the world started to get upright again. I was just coming to when I started hearing things on the street. What sort of things did you hear? That the slumlord, Don Jay, was a thug. He got his kicks from breaking people. The more it took, the harder he got. And she was pretty damn tough. Tough as nails, and not the cheap kind that bend when you hit him at an ankle. Uh, people said it had gotten ugly. I started to go crazy, so crazy that they stopped telling me anything. After a while, though, Louis the Rat coughed up. I had to beat it out of him, but I got the dope on her and what was happening. I shouldn't miss her, he said, because she wasn't there anymore. She was gone. Where did she go? Nowhere I could follow. The broad I knew was history. She thought she could ride him to the finish, but he was more than she could handle. Gotta give it to her, though. She lasted about six months, which in his book is an eternity. And he was ready to kick her to the curb, uh, like she had me. But I lasted a year. There was even talk he was going to have her taken on a one-way ride beyond the 12-mile limit. One way or another, she was going to sink. And what did you do? I did what anybody would do. I went hunting. I knew some people who knew some people who knew some other people. They owed me some favors. They also hated the Don. I came alive again. I stopped drinking. Cold turkey. It was like a bucket of ice-cold water had been poured over my head. You know how it is when you've got a mission? Now I had mine. But first I had to find her. Once I did, I'd do everything I could to get her away from him and build her back up again. Did you find her? What was left of her. Where was she? Uptown, where the money lives. May I help you, sir? Sure, give me a Rob Roy double no rocks. And uh, I'm looking for somebody. So many people are these days. Someone in particular? Tall, Upper East Blonde, she had a mold. Never mind, I think I see her. Will you be joining her? Nope, I'm staying right here. That makes my job easier. I'll be right back. Laura was at a table across the room from me by the window, backlit. You could have missed her in a strong sunset. She, she was just skin and bones, like a stiff escape from its coffin for a nightcap. Her dress hung on her like it was still on the rack. Her eyes were dead as cold. She was alone. I could have gone over to her, but I couldn't make myself move. I just sat there watching her for a long time. Will there be anything else? Maybe something for your friend? I know her favorites if you want to send over a drink. What makes you think I got a friend? Sorry, I guess I just assumed. You said you were looking for someone, and then you said you saw her. You can imagine my train of thought. I don't know anybody. I'm just the guy getting the drink. 
But because I've got a soft spot for lonely dames, you can send her what she usually has. If she asks, tell her it's from an admirer. Yes, sir. I watched while he gave her the cocktail. She didn't even look up when he whispered something in her ear. She was gone, all right. Dead, departed, demised. I had had enough. I was out the door before she downed her first swallow. Left the waiter a big tip. I might need him again. Interesting that you left her when you had been so determined to help her initially. Yeah, well, I had to think it over. She was a corpse and I wasn't Jesus Christ. I couldn't bring her back from the dead. I remember what it was that made me love her. I had to give it another shot. It must have been very painful. Attempting to rescue her helped to heal you. Whatever you say, you're the doctor. I ended up calling her cell. She still had the same number. Hardly recognized her voice, though. Slow, kind of slurred, even though it was morning. She had no idea who I was at first, but I sold her on meeting me that night so we could talk at the last call. She said okay, but she didn't show. Then she was dead. Somebody found her three days later. Overdose, they said. It would have been the day we were supposed to meet. Do you think it was suicide? Who knows? Uh, the cops didn't care much. The big shot had moved on, so my friend Tommy the cop said they didn't even ask him about her. A waste of time. His cover was tight and his lawyers bit like sharks. So uh, they were looking for somebody lower on the food chain. Somebody easy to get. Somebody like me. So I split. Where did you go? Here, there, circled around and back again, as they say. I started dogging the big shot. He was easy to track. Most of the time, all you needed to do was open the daily rag. He liked people to know where he was going and how he was getting there. Then I got a smart pal to front me some tech. No hiding from that stuff. Now I was able to keep track of him 24-7. I wanted to get him alone. What did you hope to accomplish? Revenge, payback, his life for hers. The only thing that made me sore was that I couldn't possibly make him hurt as much as I did. So you didn't really have a plan worked out? I was flying blind, just doing recon work, and then blackout. Again. It was getting to be a habit. What's the last thing you remember? It was late, headed for somewhere I don't remember where, took a shortcut through an alley that I remember, and then blackout city. Time dove out of the window and me with it. What year is this? I don't have a watch. <laughs> Where was this alley? Could have been anywhere. Manhattan, London, or Timbuktu, for all I know. Do you know why you're here? Let me guess. Somebody found me wandering the streets and led me here by the hand. Uh, maybe they got a reward for good citizenship? He's dead. Who? Donald Johnson. So the big shot got his? How about that? What's that got to do with me here and now? Some say, some say you did it. In my dream, sure, but for real? Who knows? I've imagined him dying a million different ways, hearing his skull crack or watching his guts spill out of him on the pavement, hearing him whine like a rusty flywheel. So you have no memory of it at all? Not a thing. You'll have to kickstart my brain to find out. You got any truth pills, magic juice to bring it all back? I'd love to watch it like a film if I did it, which I doubt. Anybody else up for the finger? Oh, take a number. You're one of a long line of possibles. It's interesting that you mentioned London before. Yes, yeah, so? It's a long way from New York. Have you ever been to London? I went one time with Laurel. 
She ponied up for first class all the way, champagne and lobster, chocolate desserts with gold flakes, and that was just a flight. It was like everything you see in the movies, a dash of car dash, if you get my drift. The hotel was like nothing I ever saw, and we didn't leave for the first two days. Uh, they got room service for everything there. When we did get out, I wanted to see a prince or something. Just like everybody does, I thought the place would be crawling with royals. Felt guilty about it, though. I wasn't brought up to kneel to the queen for obvious reasons. Did you see any? Nope. If they'd have been there, though, she would have gotten us in for drinks with them. It was the only time she disappointed me. I really wanted to see uh, one of them uh, before I checked out. Kind of a dream, like my whole time with her. Did you know about the royal wedding? Meghan and Harry, you mean? Yeah, it's coming up pretty soon, isn't it? It's been and done. Oh, damn. Sorry I missed it. I saw his mother's wedding. She looked like a whipped cream cake. Too bad about the ending. I have to watch it on YouTube. Why? I think you know very well. You better tell me, because I have no idea what you're talking about. That's where Don Johnson died. Oh, God, I love it. Big shot by his bullet at a royal wedding. I couldn't have made that one up if I tried. What did they do? Poison his piece of wedding cake or push him off the royal turret? Or was he hoisted with his own petard? <laughs> All three are considered possibilities. Oh, that's rich. I suppose if I guessed he was crushed by a fallen cruise jet, that would be a possibility, too. What are you getting at here? There are witnesses who say you were involved. Oh, well, then. If there were witnesses, it must be true. But how did these famous witnesses see me in London when I'm in New York? You're in London. Your passport indicates you've been in London the past three weeks. This sounds like you're trying to gaslight me. I'm in London? Where have I been staying the past three weeks? And what have I been doing? This sounds like a bad episode of Interpol's greatest hits. Why would I want to gaslight you? Do you often feel that people are trying to drive you insane? Let me put it this way. Big Shot dies at the royal wedding. I had to be the person who did it, but I'm in New York. Conveniently, I get mugged in an alley and go blank for an unknown amount of time. Then my passport gets stamped to say I've been London side for three weeks. Sounds like a classic frame. But, but how did I get into the wedding? Where did I get an invite? Did you find any silverware from the royal do in my jacket? There are those witnesses. The famous witnesses. What did they see exactly? I got my own theory. It was Colonel Mustard who killed Don Jay with the candlestick in the dining room. Let me ask you this. Do you own an umbrella? Probably somewhere. You sound like my mother. <laughs> Just answer the question. Ah, and did Big Shot get mashed over the head with one, or, or was he stabbed with a high-tech umbrella that delivered, with a mere prick of its extra-sharp point, a rare, hard-to-trace, slow-acting poison? The, the James Bond style. <laughs> As a matter of fact... The witnesses indicated that Don Johnson died in exactly that way. Oh, yeah? Like that Russian guy who bit it a few years ago. I read everything I could on it. Uh, like 007 come to life. But uh, let's drop the mask here. You're not a doctor, are you? This is not your office, and I don't have a chance of going home. All right, I'll drop the mask, as you say. I never said I was a doctor. 
You just presumed it. You're being held in a private high-security facility outside of London. You were brought here shortly after the murder. As you can see, through the small window, several guards are posted outside the door. There is good reason to believe that you killed Don Johnson, prominent financier. You've just given me the motive. We know you had the opportunity. And you just described the method of his murder. Things aren't looking bright for you, Mickey. Uh, shouldn't I have a lawyer? Uh, and you never inform me of my rights. I'll walk out of any court so fast your head will spin. No one said this was a jail, Mickey. No one even said we were connected with the law. Hypothetically speaking, this place could be something else entirely. A holding area, or possibly cold storage for keeping people on ice. And we could be representatives of a, well, shall we say, business consortium that has a vested interest in Mr. Johnson's interests. Whether you did it or not is really moot. You're going to take the fall, Mickey. <laughs> you do make such an awfully good fall guy. You have been listening to The Last Call by Patty Cassidy and Debbie Weiss. Performers are Richard Marder as Mick Daly, Anita Roy Dobbs as Laurel, Brianda Cross as the interrogator, and John Cross as the waiter. We hope you have enjoyed this final of Who Killed Donald T. Johnson? For more information, please go to the Facebook page of Progressive Murder Mystery Podcasts or the webpage where you will find links to all the other episodes. As promised, we will soon be publishing a final conclusion and invite your comments as to which version you found the most compelling. Thank you. 